0: And welcome to Good News Geek. It's a pleasure to once again have your company. With me is Matt. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing good. And yourself? Yeah, I'm well, thank you. It's been a while since our last outing. It was Christmas last time. It was Christmas and we're only a little bit past that. Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> I am still recoiling from hearing my Christmas poem, which... Uh, <laughs> I, uh,
1: I had nothing but good
0: uh, reviews on that. Oh, so. well, I'm glad you got that yeah. feedback. I'll, perhaps um, poetry should be something I follow up on. But tonight or today, depending on when you're listening, of course, uh, we're going to be discussing Star Wars. Um, Just briefly, there's a new movie in the works and the Clone Wars are continuing now. And the last episode I saw was A Distant Echo, I believe. And we're also going to discuss... We can't go further, of course, without discussing Star Trek Picard... Uh, and we'll discuss our thoughts on this um, hotly anticipated return of a fantastic mm. character. Hotly
1: debated, also.
0: Well, that's right. We've already kicked mm. that off. And uh, yeah, we'll be rehashing that, that's for sure. We'll also have a chat about what's going on in gaming and cast our minds back to our favourite games or, you know, our favourite gaming moments. And uh, yes. the time when we were happiest. You've been to see Sonic. I have been to see Sonic, yes. So we'll have a chat about that as well. We will. We'll, we'll make it quick, though. Okay. No worries. Very, very quick. Yes. Yes. I'm wearing red shoes, so. And we will be discussing the challenges of continuing the stories of our beloved fandom. All that and more in today's episode, Matt. It's going to be a pretty packed one. It will be. So I'm going to kick off with um, something a bit different with the news. Reports suggest that Microsoft's new Xbox Series X will let players play their original Xbox games and all in between with supported backwards compatibility covering four generations of games. This is sure to please those that have hoarded their original content, Matt. I'm probably thinking of you. A little bit. (laughs) Hoping that one day it could come in handy again and that that day might actually be
1: here for you. It will be. Now, it is important to point out that the backwards compatibility for the moment is only for Microsoft Studio games or things they have control over. Third-party developers and that. the opportunity to opt in but they also don't have to so it might not be every single game but it will be a decent amount
0: that's right also moving on to lucasfilm being in the development of a new star wars movie which we mentioned in the onset um the project is still in its very early stages but will involve slight writer director uh jd dillard and luke cage writer matt owens all further details characters location time period within the star wars galaxy still remains a mystery at this point in time and a short teaser was recently dropped for Stranger Things season four. The chilly setting deep in the Russian tundra has fans licking their lips and scratching their heads, wondering where the show could be heading. So, lots happening in Geekdom at the moment.
1: Yes, yeah, there's so much on and so much to talk about.
0: And that leads in very nicely to us talking about stuff from Geekdom. As my wife shuts the door because my kid is making a racket in the background. So, if you've heard that, my apologies. But it does prove that I have a family. So. It's okay, though. He will be put up for adoption after <laughs> this episode. <laughs> no, adoption's not harsh enough. All right. <laughs> well, look, let's start with Star Trek Picard. Let's start with Star let's Trek Picard. Let's this over and done with. Because yes. I'm I'm um going to have You've some got words.
1: You've got so much to say about it because I hear that you are a big fan. That um, possibly your favorite version of Star Trek to date.
0: No. No, it isn't. No? No, 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 no. Uh, Basically, my first stop point here is it's pretty awful. Yes. Now, uh, that is coming from a point of view of a fan of Star Trek and a fan that likes Star Trek because of of its positivity and its outlook for where the human race is heading. If you have seen Picard and if you haven't already, too bad, spoiler alert, whatever, it's been more than a fortnight, so you miss out. But basically, it's pretty dark compared to the original. Right. Things aren't going well.
1: Much darker universe, yes. yes.
0: Things are not going well. And though we don't expect things to run smoothly, I mean, you know, it's a Star Trek universe. Yeah, I just want to cover some things. So, like, the reason behind why I'm I not don't, not really enjoying it. Okay, so we'll start with the characters. It's like the director said, act depressed with more baggage. The modern cookie-cutter solution to make returning beloved characters more edgy is to make them traumatised, depressed, disillusioned, et cetera, whatever that might be. You know, and I think they succeed in being more edgy, but for me, far less interesting because it seems to be the go-to for people who are modernising properties. So, look, it's not unrealistic to expect that when some characters face adversity, particularly ones that have faced down incredible odds in the past, like Picard has, Mm -hmm. that rather than running off and hiding, I'm looking at you, Ryan Johnson, and what you did to Luke Skywalker, perhaps their resolve might actually strengthen and not allow they might not allow it to defeat them. Is that really too much to ask? That one character somewhere is like, you know, I'm going to rise up against this rather than be a mopey, sul- sulky old Sookie.
1: I mean, it is true, but then there's also the old adage of, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, when they've been through that much adversity, is this the final straw?
0: Well, thing is, I'm sick of seeing the final straw. Yes, we've seen the final straw. What we haven't seen is when it, we, they haven't,
1: we haven't seen the penultimate straw.
0: That's right. <laughs> that's right. Or we ha- haven't actually seen them break. Mm. That would be different. Rather than okay, so what if Picard came in and he was good old Picard, and we see him break? Mm. That may have been less jarring because then we could experience it with him. Yes, rather than flashbacks.
1: I mean, that's. Yeah, that's not a terrible idea, to be honest. Um, Well, thank you. (laughs) Uh, As opposed to the rest of you. No, that's, yeah, that's actually pretty good. Um, I mean, uh, we spoke briefly about this before. Um, You essentially just gave me a heads up that you didn't like it. Yes. I like it. Um, I don't think it's the best Star Trek uh, ever, or even top four or five. Better than Discovery, I'll give
0: you that. You haven't even seen Discovery. I've seen one episode. You've seen one episode. Exactly. That's
1: nothing. I like Disgraced Picard. You I like I like I like the the shine taking off his his perfect exterior. We we won't talk about too many of the new episodes. We'll only really talk about the first episode or a basic outline because yeah. we are you know too spoilerish. Um, yes. but I will say one thing about the very last episode. Not nothing to do with the story, but to, for Picard himself, uh-huh. he felt very old to me. It looks old. He sounds old. He sounds old. He, he moved old. He sounded like a frail old man. Yeah. Which is possibly why they're not pushing it too much for stuff there. <laughs> of, so they're trying to they're just skirt around some of the CG
0: can do there. amazing things. They can. <laughs> huh. So look, I'm going to continue with my rant if you don't mind. Oh, go for it. So the new characters, I don't find them compelling. If they were all to die right now, the, not the actors, the characters, I wouldn't care. They're simply a vehicle for the progression of their the story. They are so damaged. They are meant to be complex and intriguing, but to me, they're just tiresome because they're just so much work to watch. And everyone has multiple complex issues that will undoubtedly cause chaos along the way or make some of them commit murder. Uh, who knows what shocking things may happen next, Yawn? I mean, well, we do because we've seen enough in yeah, a few episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, and I found that, you know, the beloved characters we have met they haven't grown, they've regressed. Um, no one's become what's the word I'm looking for? No one's sort of risen above. Yeah, and yeah. they're not, they're not, they're not um, well, they haven't learned from things and got extra facets in their character. They've kind of dumped a whole bunch of things and replaced it with depressed. And I guess the biggest shock here is apparently in 20 years since we saw The Next Generation, and even though there were shades of corruption and darkness and stuff like that within Starfleet, there were only shades. But in 20 years, the human race has gone from being evolved to better themselves to a bunch of miserable pricks. I don't know how else to put it because there's no one in this show that is hopeful or happy. And this furthers the feeling of disconnection between this series and what came before. Now getting on to the story, and I'm not going to bust out any plot points here, Matt, so calm down. It's serialised and it is moving so slowly. Now, I am not a big fan of serialised television at the best of times unless they are supported by good individual stories throughout. Mm -hmm. The Witcher Uh is an excellent example of telling a serialised tale but having payoffs in each episode. Yes, that is true. Oh, brilliant. But that's a topic for another day yeah there's no episodic stories um it's just all conspiracy convoluted and contrived and the dire beginnings make little for in the way of stakes because what's the risk i mean the um, starfleet's corrupt and the federation is probably not doing much better what have we returned to see things are pretty crappy and five episodes in well at the time of writing these notes and it's probably six now Mm -hmm. we still don't really know what's going on or why we should care about it i think we're kind of reaching that point now but it's taken so long to get there and there's something about it that, that makes the setting seems sm- uh, seem small. Like, I don't know how to put it, but I feel as if it's kind of all filmed on... One set and yeah, there's there's not a lot of I don't different know locations
1: in each episode.
0: Yeah, and uh, even the ones we we do see, yeah, I'm not sure how to ex- uh, describe it. It just feels small, and and perhaps that's because the last Next Generation stuff we saw were the movies, and so of course you have big sets. So it could yes. just be that ad- adjustment. I don't know, but um, yeah, I find that this this Star Trek is a bit more like Neighbors or Days of Our Lives than Trek. And just wanna wanna cover the CG, which I actually think it's pretty good, actually. I do like it But the aesthetic Feels more Like Discovery Than Next Generation
1: Yeah you mentioned This before Which I obviously Have no point Of reference to Yes Um, But my first thing I always say to people is it's not like your normal Star Trek, which makes sense if it is more based on sort of discovery.
0: Well, I'm not sure if it's meant to be, but it feels like it is. It feels like it's a a more of a natural progression of that sort of environment. So it just, it just looks more like it. It feels more like a continuation. Sorry, rather than a continuation of where we left Picard in the next generation and in the movies, it's more like an alternate Picard in Discovery's future Mm. aesthetically. But um, in summary... I guess if I was to summarise everything to a T, Star Trek used to be a beacon for humanity, a standard of being that we could all strive for. Now all of a sudden, the characters we love are bastards and are just as shitty as the rest of us. Star Trek is no longer science fiction with a message of hope. It is now a millstone around our neck, reminding us of mankind's inescapable corruption.
1: Congratulations, you are now the generic Star Wars <laughs> fan for the Star Trek universe.
0: I know, I know, that's what I've become. Yes. And, and I do like Star Wars too, so perhaps that's why. But yeah, I mean, if I was to take this as a completely separate entity, I'd say this is an excellent continuation of Discovery. Mm. And I'd leave it at that. Discovery, I actually like more than this. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's Because that's, <laughs> mm. Discovery is what it is. And yeah, I mean, look. We're only halfway through the season. We are all right. And I remember in Discovery's first season, I didn't like the first couple of episodes there either. And I have a feeling that the last episode we watched may have been the beginning of things speeding up a bit, because all of a sudden we're still finding out stuff to do with the story. So I am hoping, Matt, but I'm very glad to hear that you're enjoying it though. So is there any particular aspect that you're enjoying? Obviously Picard I'm that enjoying is seeing Picard back. I'm, yeah. I'm
1: enjoying seeing more of a three-dimensional aspect to him because a lot of next generation to be honest it wasn't really all that three dimensional no um you know it was your, your your shiny poster um you know everything's great sort of a thing so it's it's good to everything see everything is awesome yeah it's it's good to see a different <laughs> different aspect of that um it's also nice to see a little bit of action in it that's not kirk punch <laughs> Sort of action, which a lot yeah. of...
0: Or wolf jump around yeah. and break things. Yeah. yeah,
1: so, you know, that was always a little bit iffy. So it's good to, <laughs> good to see a little bit of proper action in it.
0: Yep. Yeah, the action's been quite good. And,
1: yep. I mean, honestly, I think maybe one of the reasons why I'm enjoying it is because I didn't jump on the Discovery bandwagon. So it really, for me, it is the first Star Trek that I've watched since the Next Generation movies. Yeah. And that has been a long time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. So I'm sure there's going to be lots of differing opinions out there and... The question of whether I'm going to continue to watch it, of course, doesn't really need to be answered. Of course, I'm going no, to. No, you're going to watch it no matter what. Yeah, exactly. So because like co-
1: Star Wars fans, you can't help yourself.
0: That's right. I mean, I even bought The Last Jedi. It is in my collection there in plastic somewhere, but I had to buy it for completeness. I'll continue to watch this and support it because always supporting it in the hope of better stuff to come. You know, confident, mm-hmm. hopeful even. But if um, you have a differing opinion, would like to hear from you. I'm always interested to see what people think. So drop us a line at our Facebook page. All right, Matt. So you've um, got yourself Disney Plus.
1: I have. I uh, I have two small children, so it was only a matter of time <laughs> before I had to uh, submit to our Disney overlords' command <laughs> yes. and install and pay
0: for this. Yep. Okay. Well, that's good because that means you would have access to Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the final seventh season. Yes.
1: I mean, to be honest. I would have bought it anyway, just for the Clone Wars, uh, even if I didn't have kids. Because so you're a fan then? I, I'm a huge fan of Clone Wars. <laughs> I never thought I would be. I didn't watch it for a long time. Okay. Um, because I remember seeing one or two random episodes when I was younger, and I think they were like just clone episodes, and they yep. weren't all that interesting. Uh-huh. I love a lot of the storylines. I, I think Ahsoka's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I know yeah, a lot of people brilliant. don't like her. She's really? possibly Yeah, I, I've spoken to people, and they haven't liked her. Oh.
0: I, I think, think she's, she's one of the brilliant characters. Yeah, in Yeah, she's the, she's one of my yeah. favorite
1: Star Wars characters now because she does a good job of explaining how Anakin goes from Episode two to Episode three, where he's your typical whingy sort of teenager <laughs> to I'm going to go murder everybody. Yes, um, you can you can see a lot of a lot of his characters sort of building, and it's because of her. Yeah, so I'm a huge fan uh, of that. I watched Rebels because I knew she was going to be in it. And I, I'm i waiting for her to come back. I've only seen the first episode. I know the second one's out as of this recording. Yes. Um, but I haven't had a chance to see it yet. But... It's still good to revisit characters that you haven't seen for a long time. So it was purely clone based uh, this one, but it was a, it was a decent episode.
0: Yeah. So uh, I've seen the second one. You haven't mm. seen the second one yet. They're both fantastic and they are clone heavy. It, it is a bit of a story because if it's anything like the previous seasons, you may have a couple of episodes that yes. do a single arc. And so this one is heavily clone focused, but that's okay. Cause you get to see all the Jedi and stuff like that in the, the movies and such. So Yeah, that's right. Um but yeah, I, I I I think it's fantastic. I love the Clone Wars. I think it's probably out of all the new stuff, I think it's probably the best.
1: It is, yeah. And it's it's done well as well. Like the animation isn't perfect, but it's it's good animation. And the animation
0: I find it's a bit weird compared to what it was. Yeah, it does seem a little bit different. I'm not I can't yeah. put my finger on what is changed. I mean obviously their appearance has slightly changed, that's yeah, it's fine. Slightly updated, but yeah. the movement and stuff like that is a bit different. And, yeah. I, and I'm not sure what that is. Perhaps it's a higher frame rate that I'm noticing or something. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it looks good. It sounds good. Uh, and the storylines are great. And you have people working on it that love Star Wars and were there when uh, Lucas was. Yeah. And I think they, they really get Star Wars at that level. Yeah,
1: they've, they've still got the passion for it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really happy that's back and I'm looking forward to watching it uh, every week when it comes out. And yes. you need to catch up.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm one behind. I'll, uh, I'll go watch that tonight. <laughs> totally <It's, yeah>.
0: unacceptable. <laughs> it is. Yeah, so um, make sure you jump on Disney Plus if you have it. Now, we're not going to advocate you go and download it because Disney aren't paying us any money. No. We're seeing no money From Disney Plus But Get on there And have a watch Because if you're A Star Wars fan You will not regret it Since
1: Disney aren't Paying us any money
0: Yes We'll give you a tip
1: Which yes. is Wait for Careful. it to all come out Okay
0: Sign up for a uh, Seven day free trial Binge and it all binge at once binge it all at once That's it I thought you were going To suggest something illegal Um, I thought I might have to um, Mute your mic But never mind That's a good <laughs> idea Yes uh, Sign up and uh, Get your trial And binge it all at once But there's a lot to binge There is a lot to binge <laughs> So uh, Yeah Let us know what you think Watch a couple of episodes And drop us a line our Facebook page. So Matt, I take it that you've been playing some games since it's been about three months since we've gotten together to do this.
1: Uh, no, actually, I've sworn off them completely. Oh,
0: um, sold all my consoles,
1: deleted everything from the computer.
0: So that's that. So I need to put out an ad for a replacement then. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. mm. So. What have you really been getting up to? Okay. Well, I mean, there's been maybe one or two
1: little things. We mentioned earlier in the episode Witcher 3, the uh, the Netflix show. After watching that, I couldn't help myself. I've gone back and I've started playing The Witcher again. Okay, <laughs> um, It's a good series. It is. It is. Yeah. And it's a good so I game. Can, I can see why it inspired you to go back. Yeah. So I've only been playing a little bit of it just sort of to give me that little bit of an extra hit of uh, of Witcher drug. <laughs> but it's uh, it's been good. But between that, I've been playing a lot of uh, Kingdom Hearts. I bought Kingdom Hearts 3 for my kids, and before I start playing it, I'm going back and replaying 1 and 2 because it's been many, many years and I have no idea what the story is anymore. Okay. So I've just finished a uh, almost 100% run-through of 1, about to start number 2. I probably won't do 100% on that one because I'm getting a little bit burnt out already and I don't want to <laughs> be completely burnt out before I start 3. But I'll uh, I'll go through the main storyline at least, and then I'll uh, I'll pick up three and see where that goes. And on top of that, of course, because you know I've got nothing else in my life going on, uh, I'm just starting to play the Division Two on the uh, the PC, which isn't a new game; been out for months. Yeah, but they've just released an expansion for it. Um, okay. Which a lot of my friends are playing, and they've been bugging me for months to play it as well. So I took the opportunity to, to pick it up, and uh, I'll see how that goes.
0: Right. Wow. Well, keep us posted there. Yeah. Um. So, what kind of game is that?
1: It's a shooter, uh, first
0: person, third person, okay. shootery. So you press the, the button, you run around. And yeah. Someone it's, dies. it's essentially
1: it's like a it's essentially like an MMO but with guns. Okay. Um, well, so like you've got add guns to anything, yeah. it instantly improves it. Yeah. So. So, like, you've got different classes and different builds and specs that you can do, so you can focus on different kinds of weapons. Yeah. um, And, you know, there's the the loot, you can get better, better weapons, you know, you can get um, different, you know, skins and clothing to make yourself look pretty that... I yep. don't think actually it makes a difference in the game whatsoever. <laughs> no, but, uh, but people like to do it. Yep, but people like to do it. Um, and uh, you can play with friends. It's it is very um, well, it has a very PvP heavy aspect to it if that is what you're into. Otherwise, there is just uh, PVE. But uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to to jumping into that. While I have my friends' interests, we have a tendency to get bored very quickly. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm I'm hoping to get a solid maybe two or so weeks out of it before <laughs> they uh, get bored and move on to something
0: else. Well, I hope you get more than two weeks out of it, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Speaking of games, I mentioned briefly earlier that Microsoft um, has the Xbox Series X coming out, the yes. new fancy machine, and that will support um, four generations of their games. It
1: will, yes. And I will give them this out the gate. It is an Xbox that is actually starting to look like a box. <laughs> so they're uh, they're doing a better job of that yes. um, from uh, from early concept art anyway. That's Who it? knows what it will eventually look like?
0: No, that's right. So it's going to be four times more powerful mm-hmm. than the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. So they're they're moving ahead with their technology a bit. That got me thinking. I mean, I remember the original Xbox when it came out, and it was groundbreaking.
1: It was usually if you dropped it because it was so big and heavy. <laughs>
0: it was massive. Yeah. Yes, I, I actually went online just to remind myself about, you know, what it looked like and things like that. And, yeah, it is bigger than I remember. But it got me thinking, what kind of gaming experiences back then? So it was released, what, 20 years uh, ago? twenty
1: Yeah, 2001 it came out. 2001.
0: So yeah. it came out in 2001. What were you playing around that time? What do you recall from that era of gaming?
1: Uh, so, I mean, on the Xbox, I was playing Halo. Um, Halo was the, the go-to game on the Xbox yep. um, for, uh, for the 2000, um, 2001 to... Well, probably for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, The original Star Wars Battlefront games, they were... Yeah, the Xbox, original Xbox generation, they were quite good. Uh, 2000 as well, I believe, or close enough to it, was probably Final Fantasy X. Okay. Which I played an awful lot of. Um, <laughs> it's a Final Fantasy game. Apart from the last maybe five or six, I played uh, pretty much all of them, hundreds of hours each, and,
0: uh, yeah, ten was no different. Yeah, we've we got to get uh, someone to see you about that. But, uh, yes. That's a very concerning condition. Myself, I didn't actually have an Xbox. I had to go around in friends' places and mm-hmm. play it, and that often led me to the curse of two things. First of all is watching someone play, if it's just a first person, for, uh, sorry, for, for, oh, a single-player game, mm-hmm. which was always horrible. It was, yes. But also when you did get to play co-op or two-player, you always got the second player's control, which is often like a generic one. Yeah. And you always got the dodgy controls oh, yeah. and, you know, they'd kick your ass at whatever game you're playing and you'd always blame the control because it was convenient. But yeah. no one was ever buying it. No, no. It was it
1: was always <laughs> a cheap excuse. Yes, right. um, Which is why my friends and I would usually bring our own controls. Oh, uh, that's we serious. But, well, I mean, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a small, apart from the Xbox controller, the Duke, which was the size of a house. Yeah. It was easy enough just to throw a controller in your bag and uh, take it with you, especially because we were also usually pretty cheap and we'd spend all our money buying the console and the games and we wouldn't want to spend any extra
0: money buying a second controller. Absolutely not. No, no, exactly. Yeah, so that's really my first memory. I mean, really, I was probably still playing the Super Nintendo. Actually, I'm not sure now because that was way back when I was in year 11.
1: Yeah, I mean, 2001. So the, the Xbox original was the same generation as the PlayStation 2, if I remember rightly, because the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360 were the next generation together. Okay, so if we're if we're looking PlayStation two games as well, Tony Hawk's um, <laughs> the I think it was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater two was PlayStation two. That was a a, a massive game. I played um, that a lot with my brother. Yeah, because he loved Time Sync.
0: Um, those games.
1: Grand Theft Auto three was two thousand eleven. Trying to think of what else I had on.
0: You have just jumped a decade. Sorry, two thousand one. Okay, um, <laughs> I uh, I'm dyslexic, <laughs> uh, so you know we'll uh, we'll edit that out. Uh, no, we no, won't. no, that's definitely but, staying in. <laughs> that's right. Yeah,
1: I that was around the time when I started to get my own money as well. So okay. when I was growing up, like I had I had the Nintendo sixty four, and then I got a PlayStation two mm-hmm. for uh, for my birthday, which was awesome, and I played it so much. But then once I started getting my own money, that's when I bought myself an Xbox. So I then had both. Yep. Um, and then since then, all my money has been going into buying every
0: console uh, imaginable, which surprised me. Yeah, which are all
1: <laughs> sitting nice and uh, comfy in a box. Which I actually found the box the other day, and I unpacked it. And I've, so your
0: Xbox is in a box. A box in a box yeah well it's
1: it's a it's a box with an xbox and an xbox 360 and an an, exception
0: speaking of that technology you know while we're traveling down memory lane it's a nice place to spend it is time depends Uh, on whose memories to be honest that's true that's that's very true other than the smartphone what kind of tech has been the most revolutionary in your opinion or that has affected you personally mm. the most regarding geekdom so that could be a gaming console that changed it all for you or it could be something else
1: yeah i mean definitely the advances in technology and in games like allowing developers the way the computers sort of uh, updated to allow developers to make more 3d models in games so mm-hmm. you went from blocky sprites in games to at the time things that looked amazing like i remember like is my own personal history going from like final fantasy games going from final fantasy nine which was a 2d game that you know normal final fantasy for that for that generation six uh, seven eight nine were essentially all made at the exact same time they all look the same jumping from that to 10 in the space of about a year where they were 3d models and in the cutscenes the hair moved and uh, yep. you know there were waves and there was sound and it was voiced and it was incredible it was a massive jump in technology yep. and then just seeing that that change every single time as we go into the new one and then you go you look back at the old ways and you go ooh that was not all that good looking but then you look at the new ones and you go this is incredible it will never be better than this <laughs> and then next year I'll be looking at that game again going ooh
0: that's a bit rough isn't um, it yeah. yeah so definitely
1: the, the advances in technology that just allow the creative people out there to improve everything else based on that so I think is Is a massive thing for me.
0: For me, and I guess this was really when I, you know, thrived into geekdom, was the invention of broadband internet. Yes. And we went from, you know, pretty dodgy text-based websites Mm -hmm. that took forever to download in a 256k modem, which I will insert the sound of Here. here. That's right, everyone. That's what you used to have to hear every time you wanted to the internet. And if someone tried to make a phone call and they picked up the phone, they would knock you right off.
1: And uh, any people that had that uh, type of internet when they were young, wanting to jump on to play a game at uh, 11, 12 o'clock at night to help wake <laughs> everybody in the house up and let them know that you were up playing games, uh, I remember desperately shoving a pillow under the table over the modem trying to <laughs> stifle shut the sound as much as possible <laughs> so I could jump on and play Diablo with my friends at midnight.
0: <laughs> well, I... I, I, when broadband got introduced and it became more and more, you know, common in mm-hmm. house households, that really opened up the whole world to me because before that I was a fan of only one fan club mm-hmm. and it was the Lost in Space Australia fan club Ooh. because I love Lost in Space. But it was so disconnected. Like you, you'd get a black and white magazine sent to you by post mm-hmm. every quarter and that's all really you had. If you wanted to, and now and then they'd have – conventions, you know, the, the stars from Lost in Space would come over, uh, which was a pretty rare treat. But to book, you kind of had to fill in a page at the back of the book, tear it off and then Same post thing, it back. Yeah. So that was a that was really old school and it was. I felt, you know, it didn't have a lot of access to things and a bit isolated. But then when the internet came on you know, broadband and all of a sudden websites became good, I could see things that I'd never seen before, you know, and I started to get into things like Star Trek because TV was so unreliable mm. for things like that, you know, like Star Trek. Um, I had to stay up at two o'clock in the morning to watch Voyager, for instance. That was the first yes. Star Trek I got into um, because it was actually showing on TV. Mm. Uh, and then it was uh, Next Generation. And that was on at ridiculous times mm. as well. So that was back in the old school days before oh, streaming yeah. and before anything was available um, online like that.
1: Yeah, and it's, it is it is definitely true how that sort of helps people because I remember I had access to certain what we now call sort of geek culture stuff. Like my dad was a massive geek, still is a massive geek. Yeah, Huge Star Wars And he's fan. listening so he's one he of he our is, He is one of our two listeners. Huge, huge <laughs> Star Trek fan who had when I was growing up um, most of the next generation on tape that uh, he'd managed to, to so get VHS. Like, probably, yeah VHS probably yep. VHS tapes and also some of the old original series uh, so we would always watch all of that stuff together so like I always had access to that but one of the things when I was a kid that I was always a fan of and nobody else I knew like in high school I met a few people who were similar but before that nobody I knew was into it which was anime yep. you know I saw the basic sort of stuff like you know at like 5, 6 o'clock at night that showed maybe one or two episodes of a random anime like called Cowboy Bebop or something like that uh-huh. you know even like you know technically dragon ball z or you know stuff like that was uh, was anime yes nobody i knew was into that and then you know internet got better and websites got better and i discovered that there are millions of people out there that share the same interests and, you know, you could go to these forms and you could talk to people and, you know, I like this show. And they'll say like, yeah, that show is cool, man. I like this show. You should check this out. And it just opened up like just a whole new world of sharing, which is essentially what we're trying to do here. It's like sharing our that's right. our passions and our fans. That's why we others. do it.
0: Yeah. It's not just to hear our wonderful voices. No, because... Uh, or know, to get famous somehow. <laughs> like, oh, that's not going to happen, yeah. <laughs> no. So, yeah, look, I, I was just thinking about that, you know, when when going through the what we're going to do for the show and talking about the Xbox and... I thought it's always good to have a nice stroll down memory lane. It is. To a simpler time. Yeah. When things... You know, I was in high school at the time. All that kind of happened and things things exploded. Uh, I remember when I first got a mobile phone with a colour screen, mm. I was... Omg! Yeah, like it, and, and a camera on it as well. Can yeah, you believe yeah, the,
1: it? The camera and um, polyphonic ringtones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for anybody under the age of 27 that's if, listening to us right now. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Look, if you're not sure what we're talking about, then you can either use Google, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Mm. Though we didn't just have Google; we had a lot of different search engines, and they're mm. all
1: pretty. Hotbot. T- Hotbot was my favourite.
0: I liked Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves yeah. because he looked snotty. Yeah, he looked like he knew what he Yeah, yeah. If anyone would know, Jeeves would definitely yeah. know. No, apparently not. No. Jeeves sucked and Google reigns supreme. It does, yes. Although I'm using the new Edge browser and it thinks Bing is still a thing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean... They have to think that.
0: (laughs) It's in their best interest, I guess. So, look, while we're taking this trip down memory lane, why don't you do the exact same thing? Jump onto our Facebook and tell us the things that um, really blew your mind at the time back in the day and what you think changed geekdom uh, for the better. I've got a problem with people. I do have a problem. I have
1: many problems with people, (laughs) to be honest, but... Uh, We'll only talk about one of them now.
0: All right. Well, go ahead. And it's
1: the people in charge of streaming services. Damn Um, them. Yes, damn them. We've (laughs) we've actually spoken briefly about this before. I mentioned how every man and their dog is bringing out their own streaming platform and that it's going to start getting impossible to find shows that you want because there's too many. Yes. And I was just thinking today as I was putting together a list of all the things I've been watching that we might want to talk about today and I was thinking... Not
0: at uh, all last minute. Not at all last minute. This is absolutely No, well, I did it before
1: I drove down here rather than on the drive down, which is when I. I normally plan and prep for this. If uh, SAPOL members are listening, that's not true, is it? That's just Voice dictation embellishing. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. yeah. Which makes it really hard to read my notes afterwards, <laughs> but. Um Especially when uh, there's a, a burst of um, swearing when uh, somebody's cut me off <laughs> in the middle of my notes.
0: And I should clarify for those that aren't from South Australia, SAPOL is our local police yes. department. Yes.
1: But back on topic. Back on topic. Uh, Sorry. That's all right. Yeah. So I was, I was looking through mentally all the things that I've been watching, and I've you know got um, the Mandalorian and Clone Wars on Disney Plus, The Witches on Netflix, Cards on Amazon Prime. A couple yep. of other things are on Amazon Prime. Uh, I've been trying to watch a lot of uh, UK. Comedy shows, uh, like um, uh, eight, out t- 8 out of 10 Cat Stars Countdown. Oh, I love that show. Um, which That's I my only, guilty pleasure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can only find a couple of episodes of that on YouTube. Yeah. And it's, it's exactly what I said, you know, whenever the last episode was. I think it might have been the Christmas episode or possibly before, how it's just making it impossible to find something. And it's almost like they're begging people to start illegally downloading things again.
0: Yeah. Because... Unless you want 15 subscriptions. Well, that's it. Just to
1: watch these things, you know, it's requiring me to have at least, you know, four or five different subscriptions. And then, you know, that's not even looking into what's on Stan or what's on Foxtel, Yeah. You know, there, there are so many different things out there that it's, it's impossible to watch the things you want to watch. Yeah. Um, And it is, it's just slightly driving me nuts.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Absolutely. Um, Westworld three dropped a trailer a couple of weeks ago. I'm not really interested because I think it's, anyway, that's a topic (laughs) for another day. Uh, it was really good to begin with that's coming out. So if you want that, you'll have to have Foxtel. It's not available anywhere other way. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you have uh, things on Amazon prime. I just started watching the boys, which we'll discuss a little bit later on, you know, And you do need access to like four or five to make, to get what you like.
1: That's it. And that's, you know, for for somebody like us that is invested in this stuff enough to pay out money for that sort of stuff. You know, it's practically impossible for any regular family or even like, you know, not that we have younger fans. Um, because <laughs> why would young people listen to us? <laughs> I but, don't know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, younger people that rely on their parents to to sign up or to purchase this stuff, you know, they're going to have to essentially pick and choose what they want to watch because yeah. their parents aren't going to want to sign up for five different subscription services so they can watch one show. No. And it is, it is
0: just getting... Back so in the day, ridiculous. all you had to do was change a channel on your TV yeah. to get the different shows you want. These days, you have to subscribe and have a membership.
1: Yeah, oh, and I mean, like, th- it is a slight first world problem where the, yeah. the main, the you know, one of the things that doesn't annoy me is it is so hard to just swap between all the stuff. To be honest, the PlayStation actually really helps with that because they've got, like, a, a TV centre, like, their media thing in it, and they've got all their apps built into that. And uh-huh. it just gives you essentially a dashboard of every show Regardless okay. of what what
0: platform what it's platform on? it's on, you oh, just click helpful. on it and it opens up that yeah. show in that platform.
1: That's brilliant. I absolutely love that. I barely use it. Um, <laughs> the only reason I use the PlayStation is because my TV doesn't have a Disney Plus built-in app. Yep. Otherwise, I use the TV everything. But it has options like that, and that's that's great. But you still need accounts for it.
0: Well, you mentioned about um, you know having the onboard apps, and I know this is drifting off topic just a little bit. I mm-hmm. want to complain about my television. Oh, let's hear it. It's a new. It's a pretty new TV. It is a new TV. Yeah, yeah. you were so um, proud of it. Sony, whatever it is, in a way, I don't know what model, but. It's it's impressive, meant to be impressive. Smart mm-hmm. TV, it runs like crud. Yep. It is just the wor- it started off really good, mm-hmm. but now when you're streaming it, it skips, and not because of the buffering, because mm-hmm. that's fine. The internet connection's great for once, and I don't know what it is. It just runs the horribly.
1: Processor in the TV is probably <sighs> a bargain basement processor that can barely handle any media rendering at all. Yeah.
0: Sony, what are you doing? Yeah. I paid extra for that TV. Anyway, it's okay. Calm down. It's all right. I can just find a box, except for the fact that the types of boxes you can get in Australia are limited significantly. So I'm using an old Telstra TV, which is also dog's bollocks as well. Let's not go there. So, yeah, not a happy Jan. So I'm streaming from my phone, which seems to be the best way to do it because my phone has more oomph than probably, just, probably my PC, actually. And just uh, Chromecast it to... Uh, oh
1: yeah, you've got it. It's, it's got, got a Android built-in Chromecast, Chromecast. There you go, Chromecast. And it's it also
0: awesome. compatible with Apple Airplay, because oh, that's an well, there you go. Apple if phone. If you're one of those... Simple
1: people that have an Apple device.
0: (laughs) I have an Apple device. I know. And I had an Android device. (laughs) I've had it all. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I totally get what you're saying because you do kind of need a million subscriptions and they do know how to suck the money out of their fans. They
1: really do. And, I mean, yeah, good on some of them, like Disney Plus are – slightly cheaper and they do offer a yearly subscription, which, you know, it sounds like a lot, but you pay it once and then you don't have to worry about it. And, you know, it's it's definitely handy. Whereas, you know, the Netflix is just getting more expensive. You know, unless you want to create a new email address every uh seven <laughs> or eight days and sign up for a free trial, you're you're gonna end up paying a lot of money for this sort of stuff.
0: I only do those sorts of things when I was subscribed to Pottermore and I didn't get the or house house wanted wanted yeah. a house that I Yeah, look, that raises... Typical Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Hufflepuff. Actually, it wasn't the Hogwarts house that I had an issue with because that was Gryffindor, but it was the Invermorny one and I was like, pukwaji or some crap and I'm like, no, that's unacceptable. I have no idea what you're talking about. No, good, but those are listening, some of them may and they might feel my pain because pukwaji is like their equivalent of Anyway, <laughs> um, so that aside, leave us a comment on Facebook and tell us your frustrations with these streaming services. As great as they are, mm. or they're not you know, perfect. Which,
1: which are you using? Which do you find worth your money and your efforts? And which exactly uh, does, know, which does, does Netflix
0: points? remain supreme, or is something cheaper like Amazon or Disney more your speed? Let us know at our Facebook page. Good news, everyone! So now that you've got that rant out of the way and you've calmed down a bit. A little bit. Uh, And I totally understand where you're coming from. Don't you worry about that. We're going to talk about the segment which... Name changes like every <laughs> week because it's one inappropriate name to the other. Show me yours or show me, uh, yeah, show me yours or something. Or um, I think it was Boldly Going last yes, time. Yes, Boldly Going I
1: think was one, one of the, the names. <laughs>
0: Eventually we'll decide on a name, guys. One day. No promises. One day. Yeah. It's a segment where you get to share with us your fandom and we get to experience it firsthand and report back to everyone that listens so that uh, they can get an idea and understanding about it also. It almost feels like a totally wild segment.
1: It does. It could <laughs> be anything. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, I'm. I'm honestly just waiting for the day that we get sent to a furry convention. <laughs> um, well, that's just
0: happening tomorrow, actually. No, off you go. <laughs> um, and here's your kit. Yeah. No, that hopefully. <laughs> I think I might be taking a bit too far. But perhaps the inappropriate names may be justified if that was the case. We're wanting to give a shout out to you, our listeners, to have some suggestions of what we might investigate. And We did um, did this once last year and then we kind of ran out of time by the Mm. end of the year. So... You know, it's a new year. So let's have um, a look at what fandoms are out there. So make sure you drop us a line on our Facebook page or if you're on our website through Podbean, uh, you can find our email address if you want to use that archaic form of communication as well. And uh, let us know what, what fandom you are a fan of and how we could learn a bit more about it.
1: I mean, if you're really desperate to contact us, I mean, you can always reach us at uh, our Instagram or Twitter as well. Um, we we'll would probably see it because we don't really get that many messages. So uh, <laughs> Once we fall over from the shock of somebody messaging us on one of those uh, other applications, we'll, uh, we'll get back to you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of people contacting us, I actually got a message from um, one of our fans off of our Facebook page who suggested that I look into a little show called The Boys um, that actually runs on Amazon Prime. And it's a a superhero-esque show. Well, it's not a superhero-esque. It's full of superheroes. So it doesn't get more superhero-y than that. But it's not um, your standard superheroes but it's definitely taking off on the superhero genre. Yes. So that's always something that's good to see. And so I, I was recommended by um, one of our fans that I have a look at it and, and basically give my impressions. So that's what I'm going to do now. And I tried my absolute best to binge watch it all. But the episodes uh, do go for an hour.
1: Yeah, they are very long episodes. Yeah, I
0: mean... C- you know, comparatively to yeah. some other series. And um, they're quite involved too. There's quite a lot um, involved there. But it was Tom Brown who suggested um, that we review Amazon's The Boys. Now, I only got three episodes in, and I have to say, I love it.
1: Yeah, you've um, you've been singing its praises uh, so <laughs> since far. Since you got tonight. here. Yeah, since <laughs> yeah. I got here. Yeah,
0: um, yeah I mean, it's, uh, it's really great. So first of all, I guess a brief rundown of what it's about. Basically, in this universe, superheroes aren't – that rare Mm. insofar as they're not abnormal or you know often when you see a a solo superhero movie it's unusual yes superheroes unusual but in this instance we have... It's a lot um, more commonplace. Yeah, that's right. So a lot of powers and there's like retired superheroes and all sorts. But basically you have a corporation that has marketed and basically contracted these uh, seven, they call them the seven, seven superheroes that do all their crime fighting and mm. things like that. Is and
1: the uh, company called Disney by any chance?
0: <laughs> no, it isn't. No? It uh, starts with V and, and escapes me for the moment. The seven are the main kind of, the best superheroes. Everyone, everyone that's a superhero wants to be on this team. You have the Guy who's I guess you'd call him the leader is a mixture between Captain America and Superman. He has most of Superman's powers, but he dresses more like Captain America with the Star Spangled Banner on his back as a cape. And yeah, I mean the, the twist is though is that we we know that superheroes are good yes. and upstanding they are, members of society. Absolutely, they are yeah. pillars of society. Not so this one. I mean, certainly they look at it from the outside, but. When you dig a little deeper, you find that they're not quite as uh, infallible. Mm. I don't want to go into that too much because you haven't seen it yet and I, I think you'll enjoy it. But we find basically our protagonist who is enjoying a wonderful day out something happens to them at the hands of a superhero that traumatizes them Mm -hmm. and significantly distresses them. (laughs) Let's put it that way. And so it kicks off a series of events where you start to find out about the superheroes a bit more and the kind of people that they are and that is not very nice kind of people and this guy's quest to get some sort of justice. And yeah, it's, it's quite... Good. I mean, um, the performances are excellent. Carl Urban's in it.
1: I will watch anything with Carl Urban. Yeah,
0: and he's brilliant. Mm. And to be honest, the rest of the cast are great. I just like, it's, it's so well executed. It's obviously a send up of the superhero genre and they really do it well it's it is r18 most of the episodes are r18 plus classified so it's not one for the kiddies no um, because it is a little bit graphic in some of its gore and sex scenes as well so i wouldn't recommend it for i should i guess legally say no one under the age of 18 yes uh uh, in reality uh, probably people younger than that are watching it but yeah it's not quite suitable at least and i certainly watch it after my son goes to bed which is part of the reason why i didn't get to watch Uh a great deal of it but yeah i'm going to continue to watch and i I believe that the second series is not too far off Hmm. and so that's good that works well for me because i'll be able to continue to watch it into the second series
1: yeah and it's definitely it sounds like an interesting one and i'm going to give it a go as well um because uh yeah after hearing a bit more about it it's uh sounding interesting so yeah we're very grateful for for our fans that bring this sort of stuff to our attention. Um, Absolutely. Because this is how we learn more stuff.
0: That's right. And we encourage you to do the exactly the same. If there's something you think deserves our attention, I, I am disappointed that I haven't been able to give it more attention, Tom. Uh, but uh, that's okay. We'll do it next time. And like I said, it's brilliant. So thank you very much for the recommendation. Now, speaking of... Um Loved things. Yes, things that we should never mess with. (laughs) Like Picard. I thought it might be a fun activity in next episode because we are approaching the end of this episode, but we want to tease what's coming up in the next episode. So I thought we'd issue a challenge. There's lots of reboots and continuations that are out and about, and I thought we might have a reboot challenge. The kicker is is that it's a movie that should never be rebooted because it's perfection to begin with, and that is. is the challenge of it. So what I want you to do, Matt, is I want and I'm going to do the same thing too. Mm-hmm. Is we have to put our thinking caps on and recast Die Hard. Oh boy, the original, the original,
1: mm. the possibly most perfect Christmas movie <laughs> in the world. We've discussed this. <laughs> it is set in Christmas. It is not a Christmas movie, uh, but yes,
0: okay. So that's going to be very difficult. I mean, you, the casting was just perfect. It is perfect, particularly I, the two main characters. Yes,
1: I mean Alan Rickman and. Uh, <laughs> And mental blank, Oh um, my, Bruce God. Willis. There you go, you got um, it. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking John McClane in my head over and over and over again. Yeah. I'm like, that's not his name. Although, um, you know, he paid it so perfectly. He did. It's, it was, yeah, yeah, pretty much you can't imagine anybody else but him. No, that's it. Um, I've, I've got an idea of possibly the Hans Gruber character in my head already, just from uh, an aesthetic, like a visual standpoint. Okay. Um, which I'll uh, obviously not uh, share because no. I don't want you to steal got my to re- ideas. <laughs> that's right.
0: And we'll reveal that. Uh, next month in um, our next, our next episode, episode of Good News Geek. So make sure you keep an ear out for that. And let us know what you thought about this episode. Drop us a line on our Facebook page or if you're really desperate, an email too. Have a great day.